Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. G'day. Hi, I'm Washer. This is Better Make It Quick. It's the quick Wednesday version of Better Than Yesterday, which is a podcast here to make your day-to-day better than yesterday. One of our producers, Bree Steele, is combing through the back catalogue and finding episodes that really, really stick out to her. Because let's be honest, her ears are different to my ears, and she finds things enlightening and interesting in ways that I don't. And I asked her, say, Bree, I find some episodes that you really dig. And I'm loving going through what she finds to be fantastic because they, so I'm like, I don't know, man, I have the conversations and they're slightly different to how I remember them. And I listen back and I'm like, damn, Brie, that's a goodie. This one's fantastic. We'll go back to our old apartment, 2019, in a time before bush, bushfires and a time before pandemics and a time before Wolfie was born, just before Wolfie was born. Tom Nash made his way up our stairs, our 48 stairs, and sat down and had a chat with me. Tom Nash is extraordinary. He's a DJ. He's a storyteller. He's a quadruple amputee, and he's from Sydney. Tom and I have known each other for a very long time. I would often bump into Tom in my party days, uh, like 20 years ago or something, uh, which we go into in the longer version of this show. I used to love watching him DJ, um, light cigarettes uh, and dance all at the same time with prosthetic arms that have hooks on the end, like he's a, a pirate playing house music in a, in a nightclub full of heaving punters. Long before Tom and I met, he contracted meningococcal septicemia. And I wanted to know how old he was when he got sick. It was 10, uh, ten days after my 19th birthday, actually. Yeah. yeah. And the, it's, it's strange. So the incubation period for meningococcal is 7 to 10 days or something like that. So I'm pretty sure I contracted it on my birthday, on my 19th birthday. What were you doing that night? I don't know. Just went out with friends, bars. Yeah. I think I went. I think I went to the bar that I worked at uh-huh. for drinks because you know, as a student, you don't have too much money, so you get the freebies from the place you work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a useless piece of information. People often ask me, you know, "Do you know where you contracted meningococcal?" I said, "No." Do you know where you contracted your last flu? Who gives a shit? You know. Yeah. You are where you are. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. When did you know something was up? 
I knew something was, well, I mean, it's difficult to answer. So uh, the day before I was admitted to hospital, that's when I started to feel sick. And it was just flu-like symptoms and things like that. Started off fairly innocuously and then it sort of progressed you know, quite rapidly into what one may describe as the worst flu you've ever had in your life, like that kind of thing. If you can imagine that, complete with holding cold and hot sweats and vomiting and I couldn't walk, things like that. Were you living with people? No, I was living on my own. I lived in uh, in Balmain at the time, just a little one-bedroom apartment. And I was lucky because by virtue of the fact I did li- live on my own, there was there was no one really to monitor me, but I had informed my stepsister that, I was feeling pretty bad and she'd offered to take me to a doctor and I said, look, I'll just, I'll let, I'll let you know. And yeah, luckily the next morning I woke up feeling like I'd been hit by a bus and so I texted her and I said, look, you know, maybe I should go and see a doctor. Because I mean, I was a 19-year-old boy and as everyone knows, they're invincible, right? Like <laughs> nothing completely impervious to any sickness ever. And so... Um, I sort of held out as long as I could until the point where I felt I was literally dying. Turns out I was. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ever right about that when they say it? I mean, everyone's so hyperbolic these days. She came over the next morning straight from uni and just took a look at me and said, look, you're going to hospital. You're not going to a doctor. And I obviously thought that what she What did was, she see? I opened the door and I had obviously contracted a disease that made... I had purple rash all over my face and hands. So that's what meningococcal presents as in its very late stages, like almost when it's too late, then you'll get a purple rash. And uh, my body had also swollen a bit. And um, I I realised this because when she was on her way over, I tried to put my shoes on to get ready and I couldn't fit my feet in my shoes. And for some reason, I I, I felt so bad that I wasn't trying, I couldn't register why this was a problem. (laughs) Why can't I fit my, this never happens. Did I put on weight? Yeah, that, that was, it didn't really click to me. And then I had the purple rash, which I obviously couldn't see because I hadn't looked in the mirror. And then that was it. She's like, look, you're going to a hospital. Luckily, there was one up the road. And so she took me in there. And then I was initially slightly alarmed for the first time at the speed with which people started to see me in the hospital. Because normally when you go into an emergency ward, don't know if you've ever been... It's kind of like, sit there, we'll be with you in four to six hours. Yeah. Are you bleeding um, from yeah. the head? Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. have a seat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or even if you are sometimes. Like the, the receptionist looked at me and she was like, right, get in that wheelchair, straight through to a room. They started ripping my clothes off me, sticking needles into me, all this sort of stuff. Felt like a human pincushion. So that was the first time I kind of raised my own eyebrows. and was like, all right, what's going on here? <laughs> this must be something serious. And they, they immediately transferred me to RPA, that was Balmain Hospital, because they, they were ill-equipped to deal with something like that. And that was the stint of what would become a year and a half in various hospitals, just living in hospitals, which was horrible at times, entertaining in others, but a complete abstraction from reality mm. in almost every sense of the word. I mean, it's a period of my life where music came out that I've never heard before. <laughs> like things, ha- I think there's two things that I remember from being in hospital. One was September 11, cause I was uh, laying on my back when that happened and I was watching it live cause I couldn't sleep, I was in so much pain. And the other one was uh, Whenever Wherever by Shakira. <laughs> For some reason, that fucking song was everywhere. And it really pissed me off because it was just 
I don't know. That song just annoys me. And it, it's just, it's relentless, you know? And so you'd hear like a radio off in the distance mm. with, with Shakira like grunting and I was oh, fuck me. I'd rather be in an operation right now. <laughs> we each have our own breaking points where we've had enough. And I guess for Tom, Shakira's whenever, whenever was in. That's fair enough too. There is an age-old idea that during tough times we really learn who our true friends are. I was curious to know if that was the case for Tom. Do you learn who your real friends are when you're lying in a hospital bed for months? Yeah, you, you do. But, I mean, at the same time, I do have a lot of friends that I've always been close with and I still regard them as great friends who didn't see me as much in hospital. And I know that's more a reflection of them, their personalities. I had to understand that it was very difficult for some people to visit me in hospital. It wasn't a case of, you know, they couldn't fit it into their schedule or something like that. I think most of the people... You know, I had a couple of friends who were there every single day, every single day for almost the entire 18 months, which is a ridiculously onerous yeah. thing. And obviously my family was as well. But I had some friends that maybe once a month or once every few months or something like that, I didn't necessarily hold it against them or anything like that. So, I, I, yeah, it's... I think life does a really good job of sorting out friends for you. I don't think you need an event like this to do it. You, you need to sort of give people a bit of the benefit of the doubt in a way and, and their actions aren't always about you. In fact, their actions are rarely about you. They're more about them, you know. Yeah, you, I just had to be conscious of that, I guess. I remember being 19. I remember... It's not hard to tell because of the career path I chose, mm. but uh, physical vanity was a massive part mm. of my life when I was 19. Yeah. I had really long hair. I had suddenly lost all this weight. I mm. was, you know, I was 70 kilos, 75 kilos, I think, for the first time since I was 12 or something. Right. You know, and, and suddenly people were like, oh, who's this guy? You know, and yeah. I was just obsessed with it at 19. Right. And I know that if, you know, for, if you're 19 and you're suddenly, oh, I'm a man now. You know, mm. I'm, I've got this physical power. Like your your appearance is quite an important part of, of who you are. Mm. Do you recall kind of the first time you saw a mirror uh, in mm. hospital? Yeah, you know what? I actually do. What I don't remember is what I thought about it, unfortunately. But I do remember somebody holding a mirror up to my face. I remember them being reluctant because I asked. At the time, it was you know, much worse than now because I had a tube coming out of my mouth that had created a, a sort of gap in my lip. I had black marks all over my face. I'd lost the cartilage, as you can see, in my nose and ears. But it, was, it looked much worse, pretty much. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad. But I don't remember how I felt about it. Again, I was on a lot of drugs as well. Mm. And, kind of, and I, I probably looked at it and I was like, well, okay, that sucks. How do we fix this? You know, I don't think I ever remember getting depressed about it or anything like that. It was more of a motivator of, you know, how do I get out of here and how do I fix this all up? I think I remember, because one, one of my doctors at the time was a plastic surgeon and I remember him talking to me and saying, you know, if you ever want to you know, fix up some things on your face, you know, your cartilage and things like this, you know, come and see me, I'll do it for you. And I remember thinking that that was something I might do in the future. 
and then I remember making the decision when I got out to leave it because um, I don't know whether it was just that I'd gotten used to it and it was my face now and you know how you kind of get used to that but also at least in the initial stages it was a reminder of what had happened to me when I looked in the mirror you know and there's value in that for sure what value are you talking about well I mean it's like a battle scar right you'll never forget you'll never forget We are going to hear a bit more from Tom Nash in just a moment. We do have to play some ads to help keep the lights on. So if you do hear some ads, thank you. You're helping us pay the bills. If not, we're back with more Tom in a moment. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We've heard about Tom's battle with meningococcal septicemia, how he didn't let the side effects of that stopping him from living the life he wants to live, doing the things he loves to do. Losing limbs is a life-altering event. So I just asked him. I mean, we've been talking for a while, built up a bit of rapport. What's it like losing your hands? For me, the first thing I thought about was uh, music because I used to be a guitarist. That was my primary concern. The secondary concern was, generally speaking, how debilitating it was if I didn't know anything about below um, lower limb prosthesis or amputees I had less of an idea about people who'd lost hands or arms so it was it just threw me into a pool of doubt you know what I mean in the deep end and so yeah you had the I think the the music part of it was was the depressing part and then the 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 functionality part was just the kicker you know what I mean like how are you gonna get around and, and at that time, I remember people had been inundating me with resources on, you know, electric hands and how far prosthetics have come. It's the same fucking conversation every five years. Someone, you know, comes up to you that, oh, I saw this thing on the television and the Japanese have developed something that's quite sophisticated. I'm like, no one's using that, okay? It costs a quarter of a million dollars. It's in trial testing phases. And it's, I can probably do more with my hooks than you can with that electronic hand, right? Get rid of it. And so I was kind of sold this 
propaganda of like, you know, oh, you'll just be like this bionic man. And that in a way kind of, you know, satiated my doubt as to how I would live independently one day. I didn't doubt that I would. I just didn't know how. But then again, I kind of like not knowing how I'll end up doing something and just try to do it because it's never about the end. It's always about the journey. You know what I mean? And I think if I know what the journey is, it would be boring. So I didn't mind that all too much. It, It was at the point that I decided that I had to learn how to play guitar again with my hooks. That was going to get me over the how upset I was about not being able to play music. It's just making the decision that I'm going to, I'm going to work that out one way or another. You know, it's, you, you need to, I always find that uh, I like to have something to look forward to in my head, whether it be something that I really want to do one day or something I want to achieve or some place I want to go or whatever it is. I like to have something to look forward to. And I think what I did in my own head when I when I was in that position of losing my arms was I I decided that I wanted to work out a way to play guitar. I did, had no fucking idea how I was going to do that, but I knew that I was going to give it a shot. And that gave me enough hope to be like, all right, let's get this show on the road, you know? Hope is a really important thing. Mm. It is. I think it is. Yeah. And just even though you – and you mentioned really – I really relate to that in my in my experience, having no idea how I was going to get better mm. when I got really sick, but knowing that, well, other people have either like gotten sober or you know other people have been through mm. psychosis and now they're okay. Mm. So that can happen to me. Mm. I have no fucking clue, and I I want to believe that I can't because my head's telling me that'll never happen, but I can see it is. Mm. So I'm just going to go. I'm just going to keep moving in that direction. That's a really good take home because it. Uh, I, sometimes I've had, well, not sometimes, fucking all the time, I have people that will approach me and say, oh, I never could have gone through what you have. And I think to myself, well, really? Are you sure? Because you haven't really been put in that position yet. I probably would have thought the same thing before. What I'd rather people to say is, or, or to think rather, I should say, is to look at me and think, oh, Turns out humans can go through some pretty horrible shit and be fine. Maybe I can too. It's so much of a more rational take home from that. And I I sort of hate it when it's the opposite. I know they're trying to be nice. Like I never could have gone through what you did. It's like, dude, fuck off. Sure you can. Shut up. Tom Nash is the best. And I adore the long version of that conversation where he does go on a bit about calling out DJs who kind of jerk off beat matching when people just want to dance is pretty good. It's pretty fantastic. He's, I love him, man. He's a great human being. Follow him on social media, DJ Hookie, DJ H-O-O-K-I-E. The full conversation is great. Episode 314 of the show. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate that you're a part of it. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so on Patreon, Osher, uh, patreon.com slash Osher. You can find me, send Osher email at gmail.com. But if yeah, you, you know, really want to support the show, let somebody know. Send him a text. Shoot him a message. Tell someone about it. That really, really helps us here at the show. Thanks heaps for listening. Thanks to uh, Rachel Barrett uh, for executive producing everything. Thank you very much to Bree Steele, who produced this episode. Andy Ma, who cut it all together. And Toa Hider for the music. Until I see you Friday, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.